What? Oh, uh, hang on. What is this? My Discord has crashed. What? But I can still hear you guys, so the show will go on. Streaming something. What? Welcome Ooh. to the Broken Campfire Podcast, the greatest podcast on the planet. I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined. What the fuck? By uh, F- Flask and Vito, and yeah, by hi. John and Greg. Hello. And they are watching me. So I've got an addiction. Oh. I, this I, is the sensation that's sweeping the nation. Is that an ability you have on the left side of the screen? A fart? Did you let yeah, out a fart? Uh, so the just, of a, just for the people listening at home, uh, I'm kind of addicted to Among Us. I can't stop playing it. I got into trouble with my job many times for playing it on my phone. Um, and, you know, for this podcast, I really just need to play some Among Us. So, uh, that's fair, but this doesn't look like Among Us. This looks different from the videos I've seen on the internet. Yeah, well, I, well I've got a HD mod uh, installed. Oh. An HD mod. Wait, Andy, this is Among Us. That's probably, this is the wrong game. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody's been playing, right? Why does everyone look like butts? Is this yeah, butt why does everyone look like butts? Is this buttcraft? Am I supposed to be playing this? Okay, it's not... Or like I swiped you. Well, alright. I've watched you play this for about three minutes so far, and I've seen you die about four times, so I'm guessing you're not that (laughs) good at it. I swear to God, I don't know if there... Like, I don't know if there's a button that does anything. I've just been moving... I've been trying all the buttons. I can't... (laughs) Are these buttons you're playing with? And this game was like a dollar, so it's possible that it doesn't work correctly. No, I mean, this game is pretty good so far. No, it's not. Are these? I don't understand what you're even doing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, get it. There's no box. There's no. It's like a shitty dollar, like fucking video game. It's it's not online. Andy, you fucking suck at this game. You died again. Are you supposed to be avoiding the other bots? I don't. I don't know. It's like Among Us, but it's single player. Is that a uh, no, gun? Shove up your butthole, or is that like a no, dildo? I think it is like supposed to be like Among Us. Like I keep playing as the killer. The problem is I don't know how to do anything. Yeah, but, but how do you like, get wait, killed if you're the killer? Yeah, then how are you get killed? How are you getting killed if you're oh, the wait, killer? Oh wait, hang on. I wasn't are... playing as the killer. Yeah, I was now say, that I am. Sense. All right, let's see how this goes. Andy, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I've never even played that game, so I don't really know. I don't want to. I'm done. I'm uh, done. And we're gonna start. <laughs> The round table with John. John, what do you got? You're gonna play this. A uh, bunch of stuff is that's better than this. I tell you what. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna alt F4 and uninstall this forever. Actually. Oh, all right. That was among, uh... that was Among Us, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got a game in a similar genre. This was uh, came to me in the Xbox Live Game Pass. Called. Uh, hold on. I usually just call it Kurt, but it's called Cyber Shadow. <laughs> uh, this is uh, by Yacht Club Games. They're uh, the folks who made uh, Shovel Knight. And this is um, so it's pretty much like Shinobi or like uh, Ninja Gaiden um, okay. like NES, uh, which is cool, but and yeah, I'm pretty sure this has to be a total design choice. The controls that the game uses... Uh, 
you can't change them very much and the stuff you can change doesn't really matter but it doesn't use any triggers it just uses the face button so like it's trying to emulate like a you know like a super nintendo controller or something yeah and uh that definitely inhibits gameplay because we have more buttons now and you can do more things but it certainly seemed like it was intentional uh i'm having a pretty good time with it playing i don't know i probably sunk about six or seven hours into it i think it's got like nine levels and you know some of the levels have stuff you can go back to if you want to when you get new abilities if you played shovel knight you kind of know what to expect i mean it's not as hard as you know something like uh ninja gaiden but it's a level of challenge you know to entertain you like i recommend it type of thing no, 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 no. I, I like the vibe a lot. The aesthetics are, are awesome. Yeah, it looks, it looks sweet. Uh, more just like a run through the level. But I mean, you know, after you beat a level, there's like a little stations you can go to. And you, when you enter them, you can go back to previous levels. You know, some of those previous levels. Nothing huge, like one I'm doing right now. Like there's just a, a door that uh, you needed the sword upgrade to break. And then you can go to a next extra area. And probably just get a little health thing. I don't know. Just a little challenging things. I'm on level eight of of nine, and yeah, it's, it's been it's been pretty sweet. It's some cool environments. Uh, it was a cool motorcycle section, cool ninjas, cool cyber, cool shadow. That's so you what got I say. robots, the mechs, something. Oh like yeah, you got your robot. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I don't know, totally clear because uh, I think my guy's a robot. Or he may be a person in a robot. I think I actually died, and I'm, you know, there's like some sort of story there. But I'm in it for the robot cutting, you know? Yeah. Of course. And you do cut a lot of robots. I slice them and dice them. <clears throat> that's current on yeah. people. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, but Pretty much, yeah. I mean, if you've got the Game Pass, I'd definitely recommend it. Uh, oh, it's on Game Pass? Oh, yeah, it's Did Game you, Pass, uh, baby. I think I missed how far you got. Did you beat the game, or...? I think I... I mean, I could have beat it today. I'm on the last level, but I decided to go back uh -huh. to some of the previous levels and just try to get, like, the... You know, it's just like uh, like games earlier games like Mega Man, where, you know, there are secret areas throughout the levels you're playing that, like, you'll get, like, tanks, and you get three of them, it'll give you an extra hit piece or, or a right. hit point. Uh, right. So I'm just going back and doing that stuff for fun, but I, th I think I could just beat it if I wanted to. I think I just got a boss fight left. Okay. But, cool. Uh, it's it's a good good afternoon or two to play. Uh, what else? What else we got? What else I've been doing? Oh, okay. I don't have too much to report on this. Just putting it on the horizons. Played one match, a little game. Oh, actually, no. Vito has a little experience. Played one match of Due Process. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was cool. What do you game think? Vito refunded. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, did I talk about it? I didn't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you, did, you, you did. No, you did. You, I you did. did. Well, yeah, plainly, yeah, we I mean, I don't... No, did I say uh, why I refunded it, though? Oh, no, you did not talk about that. Yeah, I just... It's a great game, but I just love Rainbow Six Siege, and I'm not going to spend time in a game that's so similar to Rainbow Six Siege when I could just be playing Rainbow Six Siege. Sure. But that's I not taking that's anything away from that game. It's an awesome game with cool concept. Anyway. Yeah, well, my, I mean, I kind of get why you refunded it. My thought, more thought was, like, you just probably wouldn't get that many people to buy that game because we already have Siege. That's uh, it, yeah. 
But I, I thought the gameplay was, and like I said, I only played one round, or one match. I thought the gameplay was varied enough from Siege, where it was pretty neat. You know, instead of having uh, operators that have loadouts and abilities, you know, you splash into this area with your crew, and you have like four or five, um, like, shelves, and they have different guns, and you can take from them. Well, that carries over to the next round. So if you want to yeah. blow your load in the first round and pick all your good guns and the riot shield and all the barbed wire, you can go ahead. But the next, you know, two rounds when you're playing the defender, you're not going to have anything. You know, that's pretty neat. Uh, you know, looking yeah, at the map cool. while you're planning and you can... What's that? <clears throat> I, I really like that, you know, on like Counter-Strike where you're like, you know, you're saving up yeah. money and, and you're getting yeah. the, the best guns later on. You can get them immediately. It's just, like you said, if you want to blow your load and use all the good stuff uh, right away, or if you want to like save that for a surprise. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like that feature. Uh, you can, in the center of the planning area, there's a map, and you can draw on the map and stuff. Like, oh, I think we're going to come from here, and you, you, know, you draw your little lines, and it's got a whole layout of the, the building. What's cool is uh, when you start the game, when you're running around, those lines are still there, so you can still see like the plans people drew out. Obviously, yeah, and all the dicks and stuff. I would I say this is super, super dicks. dependent on, you know, if you have a team who's serious and can cooperate, I'm sure those maps and lines could be amazing, you know, but also, I'm sure if you're playing with some randos, you're just going to get a bunch of dicks. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. You know that's you a mixed up bag. On it. You know, you say you only play one round, and I only played like, I don't know, I played like 10 rounds or something like that, but um, I think like dead players can draw for their teammates on the map too maybe i'm wrong uh, i was pretty sure about that and that, that'd be ghost writing cool some yeah like i think so can, they can at know. least look at the map or draw for other oh. dead people it was definitely drawing it after you're dead i i wasn't talking to the people so i couldn't confirm if they were seeing it though oh you know what it but was yeah. i think you could you could ping as a dead person i don't know if you could draw yeah yeah there is yeah there is a ping system when you're looking yeah, you at the map ping. too um yeah there's a lot of cool stuff it's it I think it's certainly different enough from Siege to not be like, oh, look at the Siege clone. But like you said, I mean, can we convince enough people to buy it because we already have Siege? Yeah. Did yeah, you think it was like a little janky, like kind of like the movement and stuff? I thought like the the movement and the character animations were like slow and clunky and it kind of fucked with me sometimes. Also, I, uh, I thought it was certainly, yeah, more more arcade oh, I wouldn't have any connection issues but definitely more arcadey than Siege I don't think there was any lean in and lead out and stuff I don't you know and the hit time was a little bit uh, higher to kill not like crazy high but a little bit higher yeah but uh another thing I didn't it. like about that game was the uh the the flashbangs so like the cops have flashbangs but I don't know if this is supposed to be like this I mean, it's definitely, this is how it is in the game right now, but, like, I don't know if it's a mistake on the dev's part or this is intentional, but you could, like, flashbang, let's say you flashbang a, a door, and it will it will stun everybody in the room. Like, so it's not yeah, like a line so. of sight thing, and, and that was really oh, frustrating. Like interesting. You'd be, in, you'd be in a room, and all of a sudden you're getting stunned, you know, so your vision's blurred, and you know, everything's slow. Um, but... You know, it's not like someone threw a flashbang in the room. It's like they threw it outside the room, and they just have a very large radius that goes through walls. That was a little frustrating. That sounds uh, that sounds like just jank, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was uh, jank. It's not interesting. It was I don't know. Depending on how I see it, I mean, flashbangs are loud too. If you throw one so close to you, even if you don't see it, it's still gonna. 
fuck you up. I mean, I, you know, obviously I had to see what you're talking about in game, but uh, I wouldn't that be makes surprised me, uh, if that was. That makes me kind of that wish that Flashbangs had a more prominent, like, you know, pop and then, like, ear ringing noise and, like, everything's, like, quiet and muffled for a minute, you know what I mean? Yeah. In that game, particularly? No, no, just in, in general, oh, like, in games. I guess, actually, I was thinking about Siege specifically, but, yeah. What do they do I in know. Siege? I, I like a flashbang that I can look away from and, like, not be flashed as bad. I enjoy and, and, and Sage, they just, uh, <laughs> and Sage, they, you know, they pop and, like, you have to look away and whatnot, or you look away before it explodes. But I was speaking, right. I guess, more to what John said, how loud they are. You know what I mean? I wish they oh, deafened yeah, your yeah. sound, too. The bang part of Flashbang. Yes, yeah. If that game uh, ever has a free weekend, I, I definitely would want you guys to try it out, at least. Just because. Just oh, just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I'll be honest with you. If that game was like 10 bucks, it'd be a no-brainer. I'll pick it up because it sounds like a lot of fun. It's just early access game at $25. It's the kind of price point where, you know, it's like you said, Vito. I already get a lot of fun out of Siege. Like, Siege is kind of like the game I go to to fill that. And, yeah. you know, despite my 300, despite my 300 some hours in Siege, I'm, I'm not bored with it yet. So, right. Twenty five yeah, is a bit was, steep for me. There were there were some cool features too. I think on the map I played, you could um, I don't know if both teams to do it, but the attacking team they like turn the lights off for the whole map. Oh yeah. And yeah, then they I, I believe one of the teams has night vision goggles, and that's why you can have like road flares and like throw them, and they'll fuck with their vision and stuff. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Like so one and stuff like that. I remember playing and and. I was playing on the defense and our strategy, you know, we were just listening to one guy again who like knew what he was doing and the rest of us didn't. Um, it was cool. He was friendly and he was like teaching us the ropes. But one of our strategies was to cut the power ourselves, um, like guessing that they wouldn't have brought NVGs, you know, and then using flares. And then basically you could hide in, in a dark corner, throw a flare you know, at the attackers or at the doorway, when they come in, they'll be fully lit and they won't be able to see mm -hmm. you at all. And you just light them up. So like that, that, that was cool. This game's got a lot of fun, like weird, not weird. You know, it borrows from a lot of games, but somehow creates like unique systems. I, I think it's got a lot of potential. When it's so in early access, so there's, sorry, Flash, it's got a, it's so in early access. So, you know, there's, it's totally possible to realize this potential sometime in the next year or two. That'd be great. And was, yeah. what were you saying, Flask? Wouldn't flares also be effective against NVGs if you just chucked it at their face? Oh, That's yeah, what I was more saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super bright, I guess. Yeah. I. Uh, it sounds cool, like a really good game. Eyes. Cool, that's due that process. Is. That's uh, that's two podcasts now where we've had somebody try it and then love it, more or less. I so can't wait for my copy well, to uh, talk like about it. it next week. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't sorry. say I, mean, I loved it. I just I think it's all right. Sorry, uh, sorry. Let me let me clarify. <laughs> we we've had two podcasts now where two people just fucking hated it, and <laughs> hey, we're just we're just talking nah, about nah, our experience. Nah, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm just joking. Sounds enough, like a good game. Uh, unique like enough to be different than Siege. But uh, yeah, I get you. Know, you. I like it. And then I don't really have too much else. I guess finally I've uh, in anticipation of the March DLC. I've been playing a little bit more of Binding of Isaac. You know, breaking the rust off, uh, getting back into practice. Absolutely. Uh, 
You gotta you gotta be in no. full form when repentance. What's it called? Back. Repentance, repentance, or something like that. Repentance. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I gotta get back into award-winning shape as the greatest player of the greatest game ever. Uh, and of course. Going swimmingly. And and uh, John, I believe this is your thousand-hour game. Is that right? Just for our listeners. Oh yeah. Easy. Let's see. One. Uh, 1100 hours in rebirth and uh, 480 in, in normal binding of Isaac. That's so crazy. So like more hours I, than they have in game. Not not to cut against binding. that. Not not trying to sum like I am at all. But do you think that it's because Binding of Isaac is just such a good game, or do you think that was like it's, it's both like you? it's both like a really good game and it hit you at like just that time you needed it in your life. So you just have like really good associations with it. Uh, probably Is that like one of the first like mainstream rogue likes too? Is that kind of, it, it definitely, it definitely, I, I think it's fair to say it was definitely one of the very early indie game darlings of the roguelike genre you know it's kind of like defined what roguelikes try to be john's a roguelike man so i guess it's just it's definitely uh, still my favorite even all of all the ones i've played i still think i mean i like i said i still got even i was playing it yesterday i was like yeah it's it's still pretty fun that being said uh... i'd rather have an enter the gungeon 2 or a (laughs) finding magic dlc man i would Uh, love to show is there no gungeon 2 do they? Do they not? They're not going to make a sequel. They're not planning to. Well, uh, I don't Gen know. They made, didn't they that. make a sequel? Well, they made a phone. They they made a mobile game sequel, right? That was and it was bad ass. It's called hmm. Exit the Gungeon. It came out on Steam. Oh, I yeah. liked it quite a bit. But uh, no, I don't think they have any sequel plans. I mean, nothing I know of. Didn't you say that game's like nothing like Enter the Gungeon or something like that? Like it's a different. Oh, genre. it's a totally different game. Yeah. It's some more. Uh, it's much more of like a bullet hell. You're like, uh, you're on like an elevator going up, and yeah, you, you're much more just about being on one screen and like dodging instead of going to like different rooms and getting new items. Still good though. Still good. I was gonna ask. Uh, so what is this new uh, Binding of Isaac? Repeat offenders DL- or whatever. DLC. It's not a new game. Yeah, binding. Of, yeah, what it, what it, what it, what's exciting about binding of Isaac? Repeat offenders. Repeat offenders. He's asking. I think he's. I think he's asking you, John. What's exciting about it? Yeah, John. What's what's got you wanting to come yeah, back? Yeah, John. What's so fucking exciting? Oh God, he's so excited. Oh, you know what? God. This fucking. Hello. You know what? I'm taking over. It sucks. Hello. Binding of Isaac sucks. Hi, Hello. John. Welcome back, pal. I think my I don't know I don't know what happened there. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, we'll, we were overcome. We'll, I we'll 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 edit it in post. But we're asking you, uh, what exactly is exciting about Binding of Isaac? Repeat offenders. What like what's the new content? Oh, I don't know. More that. stuff, dude. <laughs> you don't you don't even know. You're just da- you're just stuff. down you want, for more you stuff. You want the exact breakdown? No, nah. I'm just curious if there's any like highlights. You no, know, no, like, no, no, no. I'm really excited the about this. Breakdown. All right. Nah. Oh, you want it broken down? Sure, all right, break, break it down. For break you. It all right, hold on, hold on. Key features, all right. One hundred and thirty new items, a full alternate path with brand new chapters, and a new final boss and ending. One hundred new enemies, twenty-five new bosses, 
two new playable characters, five new challenges, 100 new achievements, and 5,000 new room designs. And for how much? Wow. Uh, I don't know. It's not even for uh, 15 bucks. No, wait. Yeah. It's like a bundle. I don't know. Probably 15 bucks. Nah. Doesn't matter, though. He'll buy it no matter what. Yeah, That's a yikes, dog. Uh... No, I'm kidding. That sounds awesome, actually. They have a sequel in the works? No. They made Bumbo. They DLC, so, you know, so far after. No, I mean, they they do it every couple of years. I mean, it makes sense for them, right? I mean, because, don't correct me if I'm wrong, John, but a lot of these DLCs are just standalone games, right? So you could pick up the new game and just enter the series there. Is that right, John, or am I wrong? Well, so Binding of Isaac came out, and it was a Flash game, and then Binding of Isaac Rebirth came out, and it was it was just the same game, just done on like a a different engine, I guess. So it wasn't as shit. Uh, and then Afterbirth came out, and that was a specific DLC to Rebirth. And then I mean, there is workshop support for the game too, but uh, and then this is just like the second DLC. Oh, so this is the second DLC for a Rebirth, okay. Actual cool. downloadable content. Uh, now, you take this, this is just marketing talk here, but since you mentioned a sequel, in the bullet points of the game, it does say, bigger than a sequel, Binding of Isaac Repentance is so oh. huge and so new and so feature-packed that it makes previous updates look like prequels. There are more features, improvements, and new secrets, too many secrets, and more games would include in an official sequel. It's an immense amount of content to explore, even if you're at one million percent. And that's just, uh, you know, when you play awesome. these these types of games. See, see, like, that's that's what I thought. That's what I thought is that like they don't really need to make a sequel because they can just keep iterating on like. Yeah, that's game. yeah. Basically, they're like, yeah, we're not doing it. We're just doing this. Uh, cool. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Taking the rust off, getting ready to play. I don't whatever. Ever challenge me, I'll destroy you. I would um, never dare. And then brag about it on the internet, I guess. Well, it's also co-op, though, so you could join me in greatness. Oh, we did that once. I remember that. You played like a little goblin thing. Maybe a little, little baby. Much harder in co-op. Me and Greg got other... We got other things to conquer before yeah, we sorry, I, I <laughs> really Me and Greg also have other things to conquer. Well, me and my friends have many things to do. Which leads and then I just to have me more. into my round table? Uh, no, actually, I'm going <laughs> to switch it up. Vito, you can take a seat, seat, step back. John, first off, are you done? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, bye, Binding of Isaac. Bye-bye, <clears throat> uh, so Binding of Isaac. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and totally mess you guys up, throw you off your game, what? and I'm going to go... What?! Okay, cancel the podcast. I'm serious. Let's Let's end this now. This can't That's go enough. on. So I'll just start with the quicker update. I played more of Spelunky 2 with Greg. We don't need to talk about it at all. Other than to say, we are almost there. We've almost. So you have not beaten it yet. Mm. Andy, I haven't been able to talk about it. I want to talk about a run I I had. All right, uh, real quick. So I don't have to talk about it during my. So before we came, or before I came here, I'm having internet issues. So, uh, I was playing by myself, and I got to Olmec, and I threw a bomb, and right as I threw it, Olmec smashed next to me, 
and I could not get far enough away from the bomb, so it exploded. I flew up, fucking died. It was it was insane. I keep, insane. I'm keep I can get to Olmec every time though. I think we're close. I think we're close. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was gonna say to you is that you know the last time we recorded this podcast, me and Greg were getting to level two every time. We've made some significant gains in the last week. I'm I'm speaking for Vito there, so he understands what I'm talking about. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'd say we're we're a level four crew now, you know, and uh, yeah. often we get a little bit further than that. Would you say that's fair, Greg? Yeah. Like when me and you when me and you play together, we definitely get past Olmec almost every time. Yeah. Olmec's On the a big real head, run, right? The gold. Olmec is the big yeah, head, yes. From Legends of the Hidden he Temple. Was, yeah, and he was the uh, final boss of Spelunky One, and, and kind of like the the story of this game. You know, a little bit of spoilers. Well, actually, no, this is just set up. Uh, it's that I think that the protagonist from the first game has got his wife and kid or whatever, and then uh, for some reason he gets evidence that Olmec is on the moon, and uh, he and his wife go up there and find this whole cave and whatever, and get lost, and then. Uh, the daughter, Anna Spelunky, who's the main character, has to go up and save him. So, Olmec in the middle of the game for Spelunky 1 fans is like a big, oh shit moment. Yeah, yeah. certainly the bosses I and Binary really... Isaac are much scarier, and I could probably kill Olmec in like one minute. Olmec Am is I actually one minute? a bitch. I mean one second. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, you can't kill Olmec? <laughs> this is fucking uh, rude. Well, uh, um, uh, you can. You can't. Mm, uh, mm. <laughs> I didn't. But I, Wait, how do you I kill Olmec? Uh, you lava, just keep. Right? Yeah, you throw him in the lava. Does he die? I, th I figured he just stayed down there. No, hey, no, he. Uh, Chilling in lava. He dies, bro. He's, he's made of gold. So oh, what's gold he gonna do? A lot of gold melts, bro. Now you bullshit. You know that you're a. Andy, you know, listen. All right, I will, look, I'm I will just constantly. saying. I, I look, look, I I know Andy. real world logic. It melts. I'm saying I don't see magical. gold melting, Spelunky. All right, Andy, magic necklace. I get you, and I'm your teammate in the in the caves. But that head melts. It's gold. Fuck all that. All right, I, I I I believe you. I'm just mad. Well, I can't confirm. We, I, you know, maybe he comes back as a later boss if you melt him. I don't, I don't know anything else, Blonky. Yeah. Well, I, I try to keep. I know quite a bit now. Even, even though this, the future stuff, I try to keep myself away, but it's hard not to see it. Uh, anyway, that's all I want to say about Splunky. Next week, we are going to report on our first win. I prom, I promise the listeners that. I promise. If not, I'll cut off my pinky finger. Yeah, we'll, we'll do right. y'all. I promise. Oh, you heard I it here it first. Down, locked it in. Write it, yep. write it down. Write it, write it down. I'm gonna put, a, I'm gonna put ads write out. Alright, Greg, I weren't expecting him to take this so seriously. I really need that. That's how mind. fucking confident I am in you, Andy. You're gonna lose your finger. <laughs> uh, My okay. finger is alive. The other game I want to talk about. I spoke about Pillars of Eternity last week. I was kind of just getting my feet back into it. I talked a lot about the gameplay systems. Um, I've gotten to near the end of Act 2 of Pillars of Eternity, which I guess is the ideal time to play the DLC, and I was uh, really enjoying the hell out of my time with it a lot more than I did way back when. I think a lot of it is that it's you know, easier to play, and easier to kind of like binge because of the scripting and whatnot. Um, so I went ahead and bought the DLC, and uh, it's called White March. It takes place on a different map in Pillars of Eternity, and uh, it's a snow map. I love me some snow maps. 
Uh, if you guys ever played of or heard of Icewind Dale, it's got a real Icewind Dale vibe, uh, which makes sense because Doors of Eternity is made by uh, some of the guys who made Icewind Dale. Yeah. Uh, it's right, also got a pretty up. good story. Um, and the story of... It's so split into part one and part two. Right, you really got to get the combined package if you're going to go in at all, in my opinion, because the story part one's all right. Um, I'm talking about the main story. The little side quests and stuff are usually pretty good. Um, the main story is all right, but it has a really good hook at the end that made me think, oh, fuck, what's going to happen in part two? You know what I mean? Um, so it's worth playing through it and then getting into part two, which is where I'm at now. Uh, really, the only negative thing I have to say is that there's some pretty... And this is, I think, general about the game, um, and it's carried over into the DLC. Some pretty poor signposting of uh, difficulty. In one area, you know, you're entering, like, level 8, and there's, like, a group of enemies that... Um, I last tried when I was level 11 and I couldn't kill him. You know, I look online and apparently it's one of the hardest fights in the game, but it's just in an area that's full of enemies and quests that you complete <laughs> as like a level 8. There's not really any obvious signposting that this is going to suddenly spike in difficulty here. So, <laughs> I, it's kind of annoying, but on one level, you sort of appreciate the the ever-present danger of the world. You never feel like the game is too easy. And the DLC has been really good at getting me out of my comfort zone with my scripts and whatnot, where I've, like, fought a boss that took me forever to kill, and I eventually just had to, like, really think about what I was doing. And I ended up um, taking most of my characters off the script and, like, playing the battle kind of, like, every three seconds, you know, um, which ended up being, you know, really rewarding. Like, it forced me to learn a lot more about how things can work together than maybe I'd thought about before, and... Uh, ways I can get around enemies, and um, it's like one of the dumb things. Like I never really paid too much attention to enemy immunity to status effects because, you know, usually boss enemies are immune to most things, and other enemies usually aren't. But mm. I've I've ended up exploiting a weakness in this boss where I found out that uh, some of his minions were, or in fact, most of his minions were immune to sleep. My wizard had sleep spells, so I ended up like really carry me through it's got a lot of depth like that and synergy between all the classes that uh i've been nerding out about and the main story is cool too i'm excited to see what they do in the quote-unquote skyrim like format that's coming with avowed that'll be really yep. neat oh yeah yeah sweet sounds I like a play. big nerd game for a big nerd well yeah basically uh, and just a little hook about the story. Like one of the things, like I love in games, is it has like a good um, pantheon of gods that is not just the Greek gods in different name, or even like Greek god archetypes in different name. Like they're all really pretty unique, and um, the manifestations of them in the world are are pretty unique as well. And the game has like an underlying. Um, I guess, uh, metaphysics about it where um, basically people's souls are constantly recycled and put into new bodies. This is all setting stuff, not not spoilers. Um, people's souls are recycled and put into new bodies, you know. Uh, they call it, like, the wheel. So when you die, you're reincarnated into a new body, and, like, a big part of this game is exploring what happens when people 
have an accident or are sometimes forced to remember their past lives, which causes like a reawaken, which causes what's called an awakening in them. Um, the game does a lot of cool stuff, cool, a lot of cool metaphysical stuff with souls that um, I think is really neat and unique. That makes me think of uh, what's it called? Oh man. Cool, it's God. <laughs> yeah, I hope that you guys die and then come back in my body and be a good God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Pillars of Eternity. I'm in part two. After that, I'll go to Act 3, so maybe by next week I'll have it wrapped up. If not, that'll be pretty close. What's the, game with the, what's the game with the nameless one? Oh, uh, Planescape Torment. Planescape Torment. Jeez. Yes. That makes me think of his, like, whole deal, past lives. Yeah, so. yeah, man, and I, I see people say that a lot, and, I, and I'll and i be honest, Planescape has been a game that's forever been on the list that I just have not yet been in the mood to check out. But Wait, I, I thought... I really feel like I, I gotta get around to it. Didn't you play that back in the day? I attempted to play it once, but like oh. I did not get past, like, the intro of the game, I don't think. Oh, wow. I would have totally said that you had 100% played it. No, no. It's definitely like, you know, people who know me tell me it's my game. You know, so I, I definitely need to play it. It's a it. good one. That's all I got, though. That's all I got. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and move on to a break. Oh, <laughs> wait. Sorry. We got to do Vito, Flask, and Greg's roundtable yet. So we'll oh, start with Flask. <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Flask, what do you got? So, uh, recently I played uh, Pavlov VR for the first time with some of these guys. Right. Um, yeah, you did. As I mentioned, man. what'd you say? You to murder your first man. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I told you guys this, but I don't think I killed anyone in our entire session. <laughs> uh,. Several hours, or at least I wouldn't like admit an that. hour, almost two hours. Uh, I found it very miserable, like just a miserable experience to play. Um, I already like about like this a war, really? like war is miserable. Right, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, no. wait a minute. No, are you talking about when you're playing uh, Nazi zombies with us? Well, I I did say the other day. So I don't soft. know if you were there for that, but like I understand that that game mode was not good. And and or was like had problems definitely and was not the ideal scenario to start with. I don't think it was even that. I think it was just the mechanics felt very very like fumbly to me, and the, it just it didn't feel good to play. And I didn't get enough time in that session playing other game modes to be able to explore whether I felt the same way uh, about I mean, it's the game. Just as a first a whole. person shooter, right? It's like what are you talking about? Like Whoa, reloading your nah, gun. Nah, nah, nah. But but when you you know it's a first person shooter, but you're in VR, right? Especially with you know games like Pavlov and Onward, when you're reloading these guns, you have to do the animation you would on the gun, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not a gun guy, especially like a World War II gun, if you're not a gun guy and you don't know how to reload these guns, it, it's it's it is. Well, first of all, you try doing that while you're playing Nazi zombies, you know, trying to figure out how to reload this gun with the controls so you don't know how, and then like every two seconds a zombie hits you. That's already annoying. Yeah, those games that can be like a, a barrier to entry sometimes. It's just like yeah. one well, controls once you get it, cannot though. be. Yeah, I guess, but no, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, 
got to get in VR. It's, it's that's it's why tough. it's a barrier to entry and not a barrier to right, right. playing. You know. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, accuracy of guns and stuff is fairly realistic. <laughs> so it kind of, you know, it, it, you're not used to that sort of level of, uh, well, of realism in in the gunfire and stuff like that, like gunfights. You know, like yeah, no, I'm, I'm, guns yeah. actually will recoil and and. Pull up, pull and, drop off, uh, and, and they'll just miss and stuff like that. Um, That's cool. I mean, I like which that. Is it feels fair. like it'd be like well, a visceral first, you know, point first person yes. or VR. You know, you're really in the. I like the gun stuff. I think tension, that's cool. having to reload, but you can't. There's a guy in front of you aiming his gun yes. at you. You know, I think that's kind of kind of neat. Well, so I'll, I'll get to my my point about uh, Pavlov, which is. Um, I was I was seriously considering refunding it after that experience. Um, today I actually tried it. Uh, I told myself that if I was having enough fun that I wasn't ready to turn it off after ten to fifteen minutes, that I wouldn't refund the game. Um, so I joined a couple of servers and I tried to, you know, just get the hang of things, and it wasn't going well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It, like I still felt very fumbly with everything, but then I just decided to do some offline stuff against bots. Um, just that—that's where I finally started to see the light shine through a bit. Uh, it got to the point where I was invested enough in figuring out all the different guns and uh, the, the mechanics of of being an effective soldier that I sort of just ignored my alarm uh, and kept going for a bit. And I, like, I recognized that I was doing that, but I, I think what it is, is I just need to become more proficient uh, and, and find the right game modes. And I could see myself getting something out of this game uh, once, once I feel more comfortable in it hmm. because the gunplay can be really neat. I, I agree with, I, I feel the way that Vito was saying that like, having to actually manage guns realistically and the realism of the guns. I like that. I do. Um, and just, just, just messing around against bots. I, I felt it like for the first time in a couple hours of gameplay. Did you That's go cool. to, there's a pretty good, um, shooting gallery or shooting range. <laughs> no, I <laughs> didn't see that. I, I may have to do that. Yeah. Oh no, I, I would one thousand percent. Cause yeah, I mean it's just you and the guns there, and you know, you can take some time to look at them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. No, I definitely know what you mean. This is that, that Pavlov is not my first um, VR shooter. Played Onward, but even before that, me and Kurt played a uh, pretty much. It's almost like a. Well, I don't know now. I'm not keeping up with PUBG. When I played it, it's pretty much like a one for one copy of PUBG over to VR. It's called Standout, okay. and. Uh, I had the exact same feeling. It was like a game where you had to reload like that, and you know, it's it's disorienting in VR, especially because like, you know, to pull the guns like on some things you have to use like your your index finger, but like on other pieces of the gun you have to use your like middle finger. You know, you can't actually see the controller, so when you're in the mix too, I had the same experience. I cause I didn't I didn't refund the game, but I don't think I've played it since that first time. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, after you, I don't know, if, and it, yeah, it really didn't help that none of the game modes I think we played with you are like the, 
normal game mode of the game. They're just like the weird. Mm-hmm. What did you, did you play uh, Trouble in Terrorist Town with us? I did, yeah. But I remember like I was also. One? Well, I got a ways in and I still wasn't able to hit anything. I wasn't able to hit the broadside of a barn. But uh, that's that's the one that I eventually felt nauseous in for reasons unrelated to that game. Uh, so I had to stop basically halfway through. But, yeah, I feel um, you on that. That that was definitely better than the zombie mode. Well, that one, yeah, yeah I like that one because you can just at least fuck around. You just run with Kurt and you know Knoxville and just not do anything. Yeah. Uh, I got to the point where, like, in my in my uh, solo adventures, I was just messing around with gun after gun, but I uh, got to the like LMG and. Uh, a tough what, one that one requires you to belt feed eject the to, to pull the cartridge out or whatever put plug a new one in and then feed the belt in like raise the thing up feed the belt in close the thing and then uh pull back the what's it called <laughs> the thing the lever um but somehow that was the one that like clicked for me and i went through several rounds <laughs> of the of the like just survive against bots uh, with the LMG because I I got super quick at feeding the belt, <laughs> so uh, so I could I can see how I could. Well, there you go. That's like the hardest one to reload. You got that. The other ones are just uh, less. Also, the the main uh, thing is just to know where to pull to rack it back. You know. Yes. Uh, I I could imagine yeah. like not even. You get to the point where you're not looking down at your body to see to pick things up. You just like know where your grenade is, you know where your knife is, you know where your ammo is. Uh, you can That's just neat. quick draw your gun. Like I could, I could see that getting getting better at it would make the game more fun. Becoming a real soldier, Flask. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I need to. I need to become a professional. I wish I was there to see you reload your first. You know, you didn't, next time, me, me and Kurt <laughs> are gonna hold somebody down, and we're gonna toss you the knife. <laughs> we're gonna say. Got him. <laughs> Initiation. Take his scout. I can't handle the pressure. I just remember yeah, I playing no, next zombies. Time we'll, next time we play, if you if you want, if you know if you're interested in playing again, we'll try and just play like a normal game mode, nothing fucking crazy. I would like to do that. Yes. Just to just to get the the Pavlov experience. So Pavlov sucks, um, but what else? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to put some time into the medium today because that came out on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, but as I was playing the the beginning parts of the game, I noticed a number of textures flickering in and out. Uh, some would just like up and disappear for seconds at a time. Uh, like a whole bowl of apples was just flickering in and out of existence on the table. That kind of like oh, no, it, was, it was that bad. Right, it's transitioning to the other world. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were crossing over, dude. Right, they were dying apples rotting. Um, but no settings changes seemed to resolve that issue, and I couldn't find sufficient info online to fix it yet. So I might just hold off until they fix th- their game for me, because... I mean, I may look into it again if it if it itches at me, but right now, I think they should probably recognize that that's happening to enough people that they may patch that. Um, and I've still got time on Game Pass, so I'm in no hurry for that. I would have liked to have already been playing it, but I'm probably flickering check apples. It out. I looked at. Uh, did you look at any reviews for the game yet? 
Yes, they seem to be mixed. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's I not surprising for a Bluebird team game. They seem mixed, but they they seem to be not great in my experience. I mean, a lot of the ones I was looking at were mediocre. I still, you know, obviously I mean, I looked at a you know review aggregation, and uh, the the scores seemed very okay. All right, mixed. Not Sitting not at, bad. Eighty two percent on Steam. Obviously, oh, it's just Steam. Uh, I don't know. I really, you know, I think I, I actually did. I downloaded this game last night and then uh, had to make room for due process. I just, <laughs> I just deleted it. I was like, someone else is gonna play it. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just hear about it from someone else. Well, if I can get it to stop flickering, literally graffiti was like flickering in and out on the wall. You gotta turn like VSync off or something. That's how he's the. I, I tried all the sorts of settings. Nothing fixed it. I mean, I may continue to, to try. I wouldn't be surprised if you can get that working. Game Pass soon. being a piece of shit. Yeah. Sure. That may yeah, not be the case on the Steam version. Who knows? Um, no, actually, you know, I'm looking at some of the reviews, and I'm, I'm seeing a, a lot of the negative reviews here are just poorly optimized. Can't play with right. these settings. Bad FPS. Uh, hmm. Mess of a poor. No ultra-wide support. Oh, yeah, ultra wide, dude. Oh, well, no ultra wide support. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> but, oh, but it works, huh? except for the I, flickering. Uh, just, uh, well, no ultra wide support. Was hoping to rock this at, uh, you know, 344 by 144. Yeah. And now that I not have, I'm just reading the review word for word. And now that I not have 16 <laughs> 9 monitor, I have to deal with this horrible black bars. Huh. I, don't know. I didn't notice it's it. Horrible black bars. Or maybe I'm just so used to ignoring black bars that I didn't notice them on the sides of the screen. I don't know. Maybe I should try it uh, on one of my other monitors. See that that still happens. Yeah, so I don't um, know. Yeah, maybe it's just the game that I'm thinking there's just people having trouble too. Yeah. I, uh. Anyway. <laughs> I'll just move on. Um. I watched an anime. Anime, you say? Is it an yes. old anime or a newer anime? It's ReZero. Oh, oh my god! It's the one, it's the one that you wanted. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to John. Uh, yeah, so Again? I the Binding of Isaac. <laughs> Anything's better right. than this, even a retread. Re-Zero. What episode did you get um, up to? So okay, let me let me just go into this because I want to say it the right way. I really wanted to give this one a good chance because you recommended it so highly. I have a negative opinion of it. I must admit, uh, mostly mostly negative. Yikes! Uh, I'll comment on it for the clicks. Otherwise, it's uh, usually I have the Fucking thing of like, yikes. don't say anything if you don't have anything nice to say. I do have some nice things to say. But I'll mostly just comment on it for the clicks. Uh, keep in mind, this is just my opinion. I'm not the arbiter of good taste. So, you know. Let it rip. Um, I almost quit the show. Clawing what? a hole in his leg right now. <laughs> you don't know there's a knife actually jabbed in my leg. Right. So I'm, But yes, all right. So tell me, what, you, what didn't you like? I almost quit the show after episode three. I almost quit it again after episode seven. And then I did actually quit after episode 13. So that's that's as far as so I gave it a fair shake. No, you yeah, gave it a fair shake. 13. It's not for you then. All right. Uh, 
the show actually is is not bad when it's like it's kind of confusing to me. It's not bad when it's just moving along despite the main character. Like the stuff that's actually happening is not bad. Um, the stuff that's enjoyable enough in there. Uh, the character interactions are are good. Uh, they're amusing, you know. Um, there's some good seedlings of mystery, and even how the the way the protagonist copes, or I should say, fails to cope with the situation, is actually decently well handled for a like an anime like this. Um, usually, I would I would say this is a standout for the the way the protagonist is handled. Uh, in, not in terms of his character, but in terms of like basically how we act. Uh, basically, the shit he goes through, like in in his mind. yeah, all the bad shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the way they they treat him realistically. Um, so like I appreciate the attempt to make him more realistic than your typical protagonist. Uh, so his, his name is Subaru, by the way. Um, he's supposed to be strike one fairly genre savvy, but uh, I got to the point where I was calling him the dumbest motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Jesus because, Christ! <laughs> <laughs> because the plot basically requires him to never ask any questions and never learn any lessons. Uh, from where I got, I, I think this that dumb I think they were getting to a point where he was supposed to be learning more lessons, but I so I will say anymore in later episodes, he 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 does start learning. He is learning lessons yeah. and shit as he goes further on. My God, he's God, learning. He's learning. <laughs> episode, Flask at episode twenty five, it gets better. Let me tell you, I have oh, heard you that. Do is watch like twelve more season episodes. Season two is uh, better than season one. <clears throat> I have heard that. Oh uh, yeah, well um, yeah, season two is going on right now. And it is, right. uh, it is really the one thing I look forward to this in these coming weeks. Yeah. Um, but he never asks any questions. Right now, he's not asking any questions. It's only... Uh, basically, he tends to talk a lot, but rarely communicates meaningfully, unless someone just decides to tell him information, like, on their own initiative. So he, it, it's... The weird the way that he handles... Like interpersonal relationships and his basic lack of logic or complex thought are, they're just so foreign to me that it's kind of hard to, to make me want to watch him, like his adventures. Um, I also feel like the show tries to have it both ways a little bit in that it wants to, it wants me to root for Subaru's heroism while questioning or even condemning his motivations. Uh, the former, which I find difficult to do, having felt the latter all along, basically. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Anyway. Um, yeah, uh, this is the personal. This is a personal thing. But uh, a part that I like about fiction with a time reset mechanic is, uh, which this does have. Return by death? Just, yeah. Is to see how the character utilizes what they've learned to affect the events that they're experiencing again, you know? That's why I love Groundhog Day loop stories, because they are able to, you know, figure things out and and utilize that information. Um, I always think that's a lot of fun. And here they sort of do that, but it's, I would say it's easily the weakest I've ever seen this mechanic be handled. Uh, like, as a basic example, uh, over the first few episodes over multiple different resets, he goes down the same alleyway 
and encounters the same group of muggers around three or four times <laughs> without any comment on why he keeps doing that same shit he, he over and over. know how else to get home. Even so though I he's well aware of them. In his second or third life, he just goes up to them and like says something to them and they just stab him and kill him. Yeah. And then he just resets. He's like, All right, I'm not doing that again. All right, Except he does on. do it again. I haven't seen the show, but if I just got magic powers that reset me, I'd probably fuck around and get killed once or twice, too. So, I, I, mean, I don't know if it right. hurts or whatever. It hurts. I don't, I don't rule hurts. the show at all. It hurts like, a lot. Well, maybe I wouldn't then, but <laughs> I'm not the dumbest motherfucker, so I don't, I don't know, dude. So you dropped it, right, Flask? Yeah. The point I'm all getting right. at is the show just doesn't seem to concern itself much with thinking about things, and it's kind of rough to watch. Uh... By the way, Greg, is your favorite yes. character Beatrice? Uh, no, I like Rem. It's not. Oh, okay. Common. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be Beatrice because of her personality. No, I mean her personality. I like be. Listen, I love everyone in that series. Greg don't give a fuck about personality. That is true. I kind of hate everybody, about... but uh, all the characters are really like, uh, nice. I think, uh. I definitely like to talk to you like more in depth about this because, like, spoiler wise, uh, you can answer a lot of those questions that uh, that you're like wondering, like, why is why is he why is he acting like that? They get answered uh, like further down the story. I was just pretending to be an idiot. <laughs> oh, you really thought I was a dumb motherfucker, huh? Well, no, Subaru <laughs> is definitely a dumb motherfucker, but uh. He's going through some shit. Like he gets eaten, and he has to live through getting eaten. And then he uh, comes back, and he's like freaking out about that. Where he's at right now, like episodes thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, I did right, watch a was, bit of yeah, fourteen as yeah, well. Yeah, what was the he, uh, last thing? You that can happened? see. Uh, he is currently like basically depressed and driving everybody away. I can see he, how they're going for like him changing a bit as a character. I, I can see that coming. What's the problem? He can live forever. Where he's basically like, <laughs> where I get that, uh, where I got that one picture, like, it would have been a lot worse without me, or something <laughs> like that. Oh, man, yeah. 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 That ain't good. Speaking of good anime, Flash, you, uh, I, I, maybe we asked you before, you watched this season of Attack on Titan, or are you caught up, or do you have interest in the show? No, I am going thing. to reread the manga uh just as it's about to fit like it's it's finishing in april currently it's currently slated to be finished in april so i'm going to reread the manga uh past the point that i got to years ago and uh finish it when it ends and then maybe at some point watch the anime um but the manga was what i read initially and i just you know i didn't keep up with it since then cuz i don't like keeping up with things week to week that much Yeah, all right, well, stop watching this, read whatever, and watch the anime. <laughs> you know, it's like your book, but, like, it moves, right? Yeah. It, it moves yes. and talks to you. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like It's like a book, but, like, with more pages. If you think about it, you're watching uh, hundreds of pages. Dude, they're flickering by so That's fast it looks saying. like movement. It's honestly, anime is just pure, hey, you know what? It's just it's faster just a hot books. Take. This is a hot take here. Anime is just superior manga. 
said it. I just uh, <laughs> I just woke up. Flask, are you finished? Yeah, uh, Greg, are you? No, oh, he's talk not. He's not finished. What are you happened? Talk about Star Wars. Oh uh, yeah, I was going to. You're gonna mention that? Okay, okay. I'll just yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, that's good. That's good for me. All right, let's go ahead and jump into Greg then. What's up with Star Wars? Hello, I'm not going to talk about Star Wars first, you um, fucking degenerate. I thought you were just going to say, I'm not going to talk about Star Wars. I pulled you. Uh, so I've been having internet issues recently, so I haven't been able to play like Fallout 76. Uh, but in one of my short time frames that I was able to have internet, I downloaded a game called uh, Katamari Damasai. Oh, Katamari and, uh, Damashi. Yeah, so basically, you're the prince of all cosmos, and you're just rolling stuff up. That's all I got in the yep. story, so I probably played about, like, four or five missions, and I'm just rolling up stuff and making it in, into a star. Like, I made, can I made cancer the other day. That was pretty cool. So, are you not familiar with this series, this franchise? Uh, I am, but it was... I, I bought this on Steam, like, maybe like a while back. I never played okay. it, and I, I downloaded it, and I was like, oh, let me see, you know, what it is. Dude, it's really cool. I... Yeah, I think the, it's yeah, it's very games. crazy. Yeah, it was like an old PS2 game, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that... Um, hey, if you like that, I'm telling you, try... Donut County. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> don't ignore me, damn it. <laughs> Alright, now I'm gonna talk... Because that's all I really did. I'm gonna talk about Star Wars now. Uh, when was it? Monday we did it? We yeah. watched, uh... Yeah. The first Star Wars movie. It came out in... Flask... 87? 1977. We watched specifically A New Hope, but before it was A New Hope, it was just Star Wars, and we watched the Despecialized Edition, which is the version of the film. I, I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's the version of the film that this guy basically recut together to be like the original theatrical cut. <clears throat> yes. So, this is my first time watching this movie, knowing anything about this movie, and I have a few things I have to say. One, overall, I enjoyed it. One of, the, okay. one of my biggest issues... Yeah, I did. One of my biggest things... I fucking do not like uh, Luke. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. I fucking hate him. I think he is... But I was going into Tashi Station! Dude, he is such a fucking bitch. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, but you gotta understand, I, he's going on the hero's journey, right? So right. he's gonna start at bitch to... Yeah, but he was whiny the whole. No, I'm with Dude, you. He was there's whiny three the movies. There's time. three movies, so the journey—that's the first part of the journey. You know, you got two more parts of the journey. But, but uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you. <laughs> Frodo like, will possess. He sucked. Um, the 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 stormtroopers, clone, clone troopers. Too. I thought they were cool, but. Like, Harry Potter would too. I, I guess that's like where that meme comes from, where they just they suck at shooting, because yeah, they were just shooting like crazy, and then uh, they didn't hit like a single person. Han Solo is cool, right? He's probably the coolest guy in that movie. Han Solo and Chewie. <sighs> no, I'll he's be not. honest. I don't understand no? why. Uh, I, watched, I, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't around in the seventies. Uh, you know, 
maybe he was cool then. I don't get the whole cool Han Solo yeah. thing. I don't know. He's like Han, a badass. Han like showed a up with his open, his open shirt. He fucking killed that one dude in the bar. He fucking and murdered like, that guy. Is, is, mur- he, is, murder, mur- is murder cool, Vito? A little bit. I also have... All right. I have other questions. That didn't make sense to me. So, um, in the bar, this is a good example. Uh, Obi-Wan, was that his name? He slices a dude with the lightsaber and his arm (laughs) falls off. He just does it in the bar, like, yeah, done. Yeah, remember, we got a low profile. Darth Vader, yeah, he literally says, you keep a low profile, pulls out a fucking lightsaber and slices the dude's arm off. And 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 wait, and and tried him, dude. All right, but, but hold on. In that scene, so Flask, are lightsabers like known to only be used by Jedi? Or is that like just a weapon <laughs> yes. in the universe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so okay. Like, so so, like, so oh, the Jedi are supposed shit. to be like extinct. Like no one yeah. knows that what? Jedi are still around. This motherfucker pulls out a lightsaber in the bar. <laughs> I just zap yeah, them. There are similar weapons though. They're like vibro blades and whatnot. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but lightsabers now? are definitely. This one we like to call the. Uh, yeah, but they're a just a bunch of hicks in a back town. What the fuck do they know? They don't. <laughs> I mean, that, that is a point. That could be normal. That is a point. To be fair, but it is also a point that he pulls out his lightsaber in the middle of a bar oh, and cuts yeah. a guy's arm off I mean, when they're supposed yeah. to be a yes. profile. <laughs> All right, but this well, is this is this is my he's biggest not a victim. That's it. He is not a victim. I'll give him that. Yeah, but I, mean, I think no he's, well, he actually that's that. not true because he is a victim because uh, mm-hmm. Darth Vader fucking plan. Darth Vader touched him. His robe didn't break, but his entire body disintegrated. Yeah, and I was like that. What? No. And I think he, I think not, you told me he he turned into like a space ghost. He turned, he turned like a into, oh, he turned into a small, tiny version. We went over. Did not this. turn into a tiny person. That was tiny the popular theory, theory at the time of watching the movie. And I let it slide, but here I gotta go on record that he turned himself into a force ghost. Came on with force. All right. Yes. So, and, and hey, that we saw that in the movie. We saw the yeah, realization. Yeah, that he was. That's when he was talking, and that sense. that was. That was him actually talking, right? It wasn't just Luke going yes, fucking yes. insane. Yes, right. no, that was literally, and, and that was literally Obi Wan helping Luke use the Force to guide the rockets. It was tiny Obi Wan. He was in his pocket, <laughs> going, "Hey, use the Force. Use the Force, Luke." Luke. <laughs> but I just had, I had, I just had some small gripes. I, I kind of don't get. Maybe I have to watch more, but I don't get why people. Like love that so much, but also I get that's from like back then when this was like the first of this thing. I I get it, Greg. I thought it was like I thought it was a a good sci-fi action movie, but I I like you know I was commenting while we were watching it. Like I imagine watching that thing in the seventies. Like like I was saying, like all the sci-fi we watch. A lot of it's influenced by Star Wars, like yes, a lot of the exactly. concepts yeah. and stuff. So I can't saying, imagine sure in the seventies having amazing. nothing like that and watching that and and all the different characters and the places and how certain characters look and the way they dress <clears throat> and their backstory. That's pretty fucking badass. Uh, but yeah, that, I, yes. I I I wasn't blown away. Also, yeah, I just gotta yeah. say I I really don't hold the movies in any particular reverence. Like I like Star Wars, but the movies I I like I don't love them dearly next to my heart. You like the uh, universe, yes. Uh, I will say I don't think our viewing experience was at all conducive to like appreciating it on its full merits. You know, oh, you I, know, yeah, ideally we watch someone movies, would. I mean, yeah, if we watched it like <laughs> we would watch any you know movie, any B movie, popcorn, uh, talking, joking, 
<laughs> you know, talk casually talking about the sequels and stuff like that. Uh, talking about Tiny part, Obi-Wan Yeah, part theory. of it is definitely, yes, yeah. Tiny Obi-Wan Theory, which... It took over the still, movie, you don't understand. We could prove it. <laughs> um, part of it is definitely what Vito is saying, that the movies are just so ubiquitous at this point in, in culture. Like, both, both as a cultural touchstone that, you know, even... Our guys here who haven't seen Star Wars, they've been exposed to tons of. Stuff I think from I've the seen movies. every scene of that movie. You via were saying pop culture that, yeah. references, yeah, which I could totally believe, and even like tons of homages and you know works inspired by the movies over the years. Um, I, I think you know I think we're an intelligent group who can understand the place that it must have held in history and how much it inspired, and you know. But hey, I think it's impossible I'm for right a grown adult to come. I, I think it- at it with no preconceptions. I think it's a great movie. It makes I me have, glad I saw them as a kid when I didn't know Diddly Squat, you know? I have one final question, and you only have to answer yes or no. Okay. Will they explain to me why Luke grew up on a fucking farm in the middle of nowhere and Leia was able to be a princess? See, you're not supposed to know any about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not supposed <laughs> to explain it. No, we explained how we explained how the uncle was like the uncle, but how did they yeah. fucking decide like, and eh, we're gonna split the kids up, fuck them, whatever. Right, it's well, quote spoilers. unquote explained, but like they didn't it's up to you whether together. you are, agree with that explanation. Yeah, well, yeah, they didn't want to put them together because if they found them, then it'd be easier to find them. So they just fucking they separated them. Now I don't know why Luke got the fucking short end of the stick. Yeah, well, why the fuck they make him? Why they give Luke the like, uh, can't make them both royalty, you know, because then they might. That's what I'm saying. They didn't other. want them near each other. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, one of them had to get the shit end, and uh, it turned out to be Luke. The yeah. real answer is Lucas hadn't thought of everything. Well, not really, because uh, the princess but watched her planet get exploded. If they didn't put him on that shit shoveling farm, he wouldn't have got so good. That's fucking shooting him with the bullseye brass in his T16. Yeah, dude, murdering animals in his fucking. For murder pod? That! Yeah, what the fuck was that, dude? Alright, well, the now big... hold on. Now, no one's saying that he didn't go <laughs> then get them and then eat them later. I'm wrong with hunting, alright? No, it, it, the actual explanation is that womp rats are, like, considered a vermin, like a pest. So, he's a farmer, think... so he's basically going around shooting rats so they don't, like... Okay. I don't know. Eat his crops. Eat his sand crops. I, I, I don't know. Get in. Get it's into like in New York or something. <laughs> his sand when you, crops. When you gotta, when you gotta go outside in the turrets and like. Yeah, what are they growing the out apartment? there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were they growing, bro? They're oh, moisture like a, It's a it moisture was, farm. Are you, are you, are you kidding me? Why the fuck? Serious? I thought you were memeing. No. Because the uncle's like. It's a moisture oh, farm. The, they have moisture I just need you for one more season of the harvest, Luke. Come on. They're on a desert planet. Oh wait. So it's like I'm like the water drops. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. They have, like, some desert crops, like desert tatoes or something like shit like that. <laughs> no, they're fucking, uh, desert water, dude. <laughs> they're fucking fracking out there, dude. They're fracking for like, hydration. It's like a moisture farm. Like, they all just get in the shower together and breathe really hard what? and then wipe the, wipe, wipe the walls down yeah, or something. Everyone gets, gets like, no, they get a cup and they wait for the one drop to drop down and they catch it. That's why right. before they left the planet, he was like, oh, we want, I can't leave it. The drop's about to fall the down harvest. in two hours. I gotta be the, there. The sophisticated moisture evaporators are just a leaky pipe. Yeah, exactly. Is that the reason yeah. his uh, they turn into skeletons? Was they missed the harvest, so they just dried out? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what like happens. Like hermit crabs? <laughs> why were they, they turned to bones? It's a good question. Fucking... There's a couple inconsistencies. Like, why would fucking stormtroopers have a weapon that 
renders them onto skeletons, smoking, smoldering skeletons. (laughs) And also, why did Obi-Wan's lightsaber not cauterize that guy's arm like lightsabers do in every other instance of lightsaber wounds in the series? These are questions that Uh, one can ask. Actually, this one be answered, right? Obi-Wan hated that guy in the bar so much, and he wanted to show everyone how strong he was. <laughs> he used the Actually, forced. I say, yeah, he used the force to, to block the heat of the blade from cauterizing it. He, like, he like burst open the vessels again after yeah. it fell to the ground. Yeah. Jesus Christ. his mind. Don't fuck with me. Like, don't fuck with me. You don't know how tiny I could get. I could get so tiny I could fall right up inside of you. If you strike I'll me down you up now, from the inside. I shall become more than tiny you than you imagine. <laughs> and he did. I'll give him that. Uh, yes, we're going to yeah. watch the next one Monday, right? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah we can do that. Monday. Yeah, we can do that. I think I'm off yeah, Tuesday. I'll be around Monday. But I did... I did enjoy it, so I'm very, I'm very excited. Mainly, I'm really excited to watch the ones with the robots. Oh, with these. Uh, whenever that, the whenever they show up. We'll get there in a few movies. Trade Federation, the, the prequels, Confederacy of Independent Systems. Uh, you know, I know every Star Wars fan has pointed this out forever, but even, even uh, Knoxley Great pointed it out. Why didn't Chewie get a medal? Yeah, why didn't he get a medal? It's probably explained. <laughs> Maybe Wookiees don't like uh, adornment or don't like being adorned no, no, with. No, no, uh, no. Don't Chewbacca's like, they look at him as less than one. human. They see him as an animal. <laughs> yeah, they went they, to put they, one they on him, him and he, he did that all. He did that whole like, no, no. Uh, but they no, gave him one later. But in, yeah, like, like the, so Chewie, the new movie. Chewbacca's like, he's smart. He could fly a, a spaceship. So yeah, why do they treat him like a fucking? Why do they treat him like some wild animal? That's on Christmas special. So even like he's animal. even like uh, Han Solo's like, oh, don't, last person to do that, he ripped their arms off or something like that. Well, that, I, like, I think he's what? just you know, I think he's just playing them you know for fun. He did rip some arms off though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he is a. It might be in a galaxy far, far away, whatever the hell. But so you know, some things never change. You know what I'm saying? Right. Amen. And Lord. and in the backstory of the Wookies, like they are a race that is not advanced in their own course of uh, their own natural course of civilization. They're not as advanced like tree as, people. Yeah, basically, they they live as one with nature, and really, the only advancement has come from people. Coming there and en- enslaving them. That that's not so, even more advanced than we enslaving are. Enslaving them. Yeah. Wow. You know. I know Vito. But that was uh that was Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you may have heard of it or not. You know. You may have heard of it. It's all right. What else you got? Any, any games? Any other other things? <clears throat> no, I don't. I have nothing. Sorry, this is a right. boring week for me. But I'd Vito, like my friend Vito to take it away. All right. Well, you're not Vito done yet, Greg, because you, you're going to pop up. You're going to have a little feature in my my roundtable. Yeah, I didn't um, want to talk about it, but go ahead, pal. I played some games. I uh, played Dead Space 2. I started and finished it. Uh, EA Play never came to Xbox Game Pass <laughs> like it was supposed Jeez. to. Um, but... They're offering a uh, deal on Steam, a dollar for the first month. 
So I picked it up, figured I'll play it for a month, and then you know I'll cancel it just because I'm expecting it to come to Game Pass soon. Uh, beat Dead Space Two. I really, uh, really enjoyed it. It's very similar to Dead Space One, honestly. Um, you know, just uh, graphically way better. Just really impressive. I can't believe. I said it a million times. I can't believe that game you came out ten years ago. Believe. And I mean that. I mean, I was playing on a 4K monitor. You know, it always makes games look a little bit better. Um, but uh, that game is gorgeous, and uh, I, I would just be really excited to see. You know, I know uh, Glenn uh, Schofield. He's got uh, that new game, Callisto Protocol. I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that game. You know, uh, with modern uh, technology. With, you know, wait, what? Wait, what fucking universe is that set in again? Callisto Protocol. The, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Is it set the, in, a, in a universe? It's not. In no, it's, oh, it's the PUBG universe. It's set in the PUBG. Oh PUBG yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Well, what oh does that God. even mean? I, I, didn't I know don't PUBG know. Had like a I don't lore. think anyone knows. I thought it was just like a. It doesn't. I don't think it means okay. anything. I think they're just a fucking thing they said. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Any or case. is it? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know, dude. Um, I mean, yeah, Dead Space Two is awesome. Uh, I actually didn't even realize that Glenn Schofield didn't even work on that game. He dipped after Dead Space One to go work on. Mm. Uh, I think he went to like Sledgehammer Games or something. Um, but it's like pretty surprising that I guess that that game turned out to be as as good as it is though, because that guy really had like an insane creative vision for dead space one and they they didn't fuck it up in the second one i mean uh they carried it over they didn't like you know add anything new really but it's it's just uh really fun i didn't give a fuck about the story i didn't really didn't care about the story in the first one either honestly i thought the story in this one was like even weirder because it seems to be about like your relationship with two characters that you never really meet like there's like a plot going on like parallel to what you're doing and you're speaking to these people via radio the whole time. And then you finally meet him at the end and like, uh, you know, spoiler alert, people die. Like, like as soon as you meet them, I don't know. It was weird. I, I didn't think the story was that great. I don't really care. That's uh, the gameplay is awesome. It's got such satisfying combat. The weapons are awesome. The enemies are spooky. Uh, but the best part about those games by far is just the atmosphere and like the design of the ship. I mean, that thing is like, I don't know how they were able to, to design an environment that just seems like it wants to hurt you. Yeah. Um, just like all the noises and, you know, there's a lot of games that have that feature like metal corridors and it could get really fucking boring, but the design of each level was like unique and, they just found ways to keep things really refreshing. Um, I really, my favorite parts of those game of, of Dead Space Two and Dead Space One are like these um, environments where you're like floating in. You're either floating in space or just like floating in these like really really large uh, rooms within the Ishimura. Um, I don't know those like sense of scale moments like really immerse me um i just want to see more space horror games i guess uh anyway um that, yeah. that space too 
And uh, now I'm on Dead Space 3, playing with Greg. And uh, so I, I didn't know much about Dead Space 3, honestly. I knew that it was co-op. I knew that, like, I had heard that they made it, like, more like Call of Duty. <laughs> um, which I, I didn't get that. Like, like how could they possibly, like, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, and now I, now I get it. It's, uh, I mean, the, the opening is very, like, you know, uh, action action heavy and it really seems like they just threw away everything about dead space within the opening scene where you're on these like city streets just shooting people and shit running around yeah. as like a cover system i thought it was just entirely ridiculous um but now we're, we're on the ship now yeah now it's just like an action film um but now we're on the ship right now we haven't beat it yet we're on uh we're on, or not on the ship. We're on Asia. I don't know where we are exactly, but you know, we we move around in this game. A lot. We are on the Terra Nova, I believe it is called. Terra Nova. I, I like the I like the idea that you move around on like this like little, I don't know what you call it, a uh, little spaceship, and we we little visit mining ships ship? and stuff. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And we fly around space. Uh, that's a really cool idea, um, which I was reading about, and well, Greg, you told me about, it, and then I read into it more. The ideas that they had for Dead Space 4 that would include like having this like flotilla and visiting different derelict ships. So you could, you know, scavenging parts because you're an engineer, you're scavenging, you're building weapons and things. Um, they had this idea of like you following like a trail of like, you know, corpsed ships um, and stuff like that. So like they were kind of combining linear gameplay and open world gameplay in a cool way. I think that's fucking awesome. Um, who knows if we'll ever see that. Cool. I doubt it. It'd be nice, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're playing Dead Space 3. We're, on, we're, we're back into a, you know, kind of a horror, a more horror style atmosphere. And it's, it's all right. It's, it's just lacking. I, you know, I don't know what it is. I think it's just, uh, not as you, you could tell the passion's not there like it wasn't dead space 2 for the level design and the enemies i don't know for some reason the enemies just don't feel fun to fight like it just doesn't feel satisfying they have, i like, think no you put a good description of it when we uh played it where it's they just don't, they don't it feels like your weapons don't do m much yeah they don't stagger the enemy like the dismember system is still there but I'm pretty sure in the, in the first two Dead Space games, you hit somebody with a plasma cutter, even if it doesn't cut a limb off, it's gonna it slows them down, or at least they kind of you know they get knocked back a little bit, or they, they react to it that you just shot a fucking laser beam through their arm. But in Dead Space Three, literally, it just go it passes right through them. They don't change momentum. They don't miss a step, um, and that's just like you know the game is, is combat forward. And if the combat's not fun, that's not going to be that great. But I'm playing with Greg, and we're goofing off, so I'm having fun for now. I'm also having yeah, fun. I'm having a lot more fun me. than when I originally played it. I'm excited to see uh, to see your perspectives going forward. <clears throat> yeah, this this one's just for funsies. You know, I played the the first two, which I took seriously and really like thoroughly enjoyed. I might even be understating how much I enjoyed those games. Um, and this one I'm just doing for fun to complete the series. Um, There's still some good stuff ahead. Cool. Good. Well, I'm excited to play it. Uh, we're, uh, yeah. we're fighting, what's his name also? Uh, John Lennon. 
No, no, John Lennon. What the hell John am I Lennon? talking about? <laughs> the uh, the unitologist leader, Elton John. Yeah, John Lennon. Him. Oh, Elton oh, John. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Elton yeah. John. The other one. How wrong? How wrong I was. You guys playing as Mark David Chapman? Oh, who's that? We're playing. Who's well, that? seeing how all we've been playing is Vito just constantly making fun of my character's burn face. Dude, you're, you're all, you're little, all go. Cool, dude. Little disrespectful. Mark Chapman killed John Lennon. Thank you. You are an ugly. Yeah, but remember it's the other guy. Who killed Elton John? Yeah, who killed Elton John? Elton John's Elton still John. still alive? Like crazy? Yeah. We'll, yeah. Edit that. We'll, yes. edit, we'll edit that in post. Jesus. Um, Just one last comment about Dead Space no. 2. Okay, never mind though. I want to oh, hold on. Please. I want to I guess what your comment was. Can I, can I guess? Yeah, you got. You're not gonna guess it though. It's very specific. Okay. You're gonna say uh, the twist was pretty good, but not as good as the twist in the first one that you. Ooh, did not that's a coming. good. That's a good comment. I should have said that. Uh, there All was right. no twist in Dead Space Two. Uh, okay, well, and there was no twist in Dead Space One. And well, not true, and you <laughs> fell for it. But <laughs> uh, no, what I was gonna say is that Dead Space Two, you know. The a lot of it's very similar to Dead Space One, and even you go back and you visit the the Ishimura, and they still manage to keep the game like fresh and interesting. You're even going through you go through the Ishimura in a beat by beat like replay of Dead Space One, um, and a lot of the latter half of the game ha- like plays off of Dead Space One. But it like it feels good, like when you first enter that ship, it's like almost creepier than in the first game because like you know what happened yep. there, and it's also like eerily quiet. You don't even actually encounter an enemy on the ship for like the you know the, there's the longest break in combat uh, in that game takes place when you go into the Ishimura and you're just walking mm-hmm. down these hallways that have or now it looks like there was like a team that is kind of like excavating them and there's you know plastic up on the walls and stuff like that uh but it's fucking creepy and i thought that moment was really really cool and you know it they could it could have easily gone the way of oh my god they're just rehashing things but somehow they pulled it they pulled it off I'm very glad you still managed to experience it that way. I was I was worried that being like in a voice chat with other people that you wouldn't get that from, especially that section in Dead Space Two, because uh, well, that, um, that's a section that a lot of people love because exactly what you're saying. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I was a little bit concerned that your different uh, environment yeah, was, would affect that somehow. But I'm glad. I I'm really glad thought that was like that. a uh, like a magical moment in the game. Like it really sold the game for me. That whole that whole section going back into yeah. the the this ghost ship um but i will say that like you know when they released this game i guess glenn schofield i think he's quoted or he would say off you know they're trying to make like a really scary game like the scariest game um i Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't really find you know other than a couple jump scares that just made me jump like i I don't really find the game i wasn't scared i guess you know I think it's a it's a great horror game. Like the the horror elements that are there are are sweet, but uh, I wasn't like scared at all. Like like sure. I, playing Resident Evil Seven, that's a game that like scared me. Where like I was actually afraid to like turn a corner, um, you know, or, or some other good first person horror games that are out right now. 
Uh, but I guess the the action focus in Dead Space, like, I'm not scared when I have a fucking plasma cutter. Like, there's nothing you could do to fuck with me. Like, <laughs> you know I what? Uh, cut you in half. Playing, I remember when I played Dead Space 2 when it, like, first came out when, like, we were in high school. And I remember playing that game and getting to, like, one of the rooms with, like, the stalkers, which are the dudes that, like, hide behind the corner and stare yeah, at you the, uh, and then charge to you. Guys. Yeah, love them. Yeah, like the raptor. They would freak me out so much that I would just sit at the end of the door, uh, the room like, oh, man, how am I going to deal with these things? And then I watched you play that. I was like, dude, I would fuck those things up. No problems. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a horror game, but I felt like a badass all the time. Like, I was fucking ready for anything. And uh, I wasn't necessarily, like, really maybe maybe aware that I was in a creepy setting, but not, like, creeped out. But I imagine being younger, um, playing by yourself, in the dark, maybe you know that that might be having scary. a child's brain, having a child. Well, that, that hasn't changed much for me. Uh, de- definitely, that is true. Brain. But that is always the trouble with horror games. Like it's gonna it's gonna you know be completely up in the air whether what kind of experience you receive. You know, there, I mean, there's certain the game, games that like environment who you are. Yeah, I'm not immune to scary <laughs> games. I'm really not. I mean, the first time I played Phasmophobia. <laughs> Actually, I was like kind of like fucking terrified um, and not knowing anything about the games, like not knowing, not knowing what was possible. That's like the scariest mm-hmm. part when you don't know what the ghost could do or what you're even going to witness when you go in that house. I remember walking in the house first. I was playing with Kurt, uh, just doing the tutorial. I was like, this is fucking scary. And I remember Resident Evil 7. That was a scary playthrough, too. Yeah, games like this though, Dead Space, don't really. Uh, what do you uh? <clears throat> what do you plan on playing after we finish uh, Dead Space Three? Any uh, ideas? I have a queue. Like I said a couple times, I got that Plague Tale game that you like. I um, have near Automata, but I might refund that. I don't know if I could get through that. It's just not really my my style. I was hoping to play something out of my wheelhouse and enjoy it but i don't know if it's worth putting in the hours to something that i'm not really going to enjoy why bother when there's other games you know Um, well i know you said you like uh space games like space horror games if i could recommend alien isolation oh uh, good one i played that i've played it i love it that's a game that fucking scared the shit out of me that's a great example of i was gonna say yeah that game was uh that game was very good at making me like uh, tense up and oh yeah, you know, be very cautious about moving ahead. That's a game where I was like, I did not want to go into the next room or turn a corner or climb into a fucking vent because, especially because that fucking that alien was uh, what's the word? Not procedurally generated, but it was like uh, ran- adaptive. Ran- yeah, that was it. Adapted awesome. to what you did. Yeah, shit. I might even go back and play that. Who knows? Learns your name. And actually, there was a DLC that I never in got real to play life, for that. Not in the game. DLCs uh, are alright. But that's it. I went back and I watched the uh, trailer for Callisto Protocol. That game, it's just a cutscene, but it looks super cool. I think he's just making another Dead Space game. That's my theory. In fact, I went back and I found an interview with the guy. This is in March 2019. And he says his dream game 
is something that still has elements of what is found in Dead Space. Schofield said he'd love to make a sci-fi game of sorts featuring aliens that would also have splashes of horror mixed in. He also says he sure would have an emphasis on shooting as well, considering shooting shooters have defined a large part of his career. So it sounds like he's making it out of Dead Space. I'm fucking stoked for I'm that. I'm all right with that. Well, yeah. PUBG could take place basically yeah, in any sure. universe, any fictional universe that has some realism to it. Dude, a Dead Space so battle royale? Well I dig it. Space universe. It's so weird. <laughs> All right, videos edit. All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead into a break. We'll, we'll talk to you listeners in a minute. Break time. I can't believe Vito's fucking dead. What do you th- what do you think got Vito the necromorph or the xenomorph? Uh, mm. Xenomorph would win against the Flask, necromorph. If I could be honest with you, I was pretty bummed out when break. you told me when you said. <laughs> I I know I know I I really like. That's why I, I said I was like, like it's just my opinion, and I didn't want to feel that way. I get I get uh, it though. I hundred percent get your uh your like your uh voice or your judgment of that. Because I can agree that he's kind of an insufferable bitch in the beginning. I, f- I felt bad, too, because I could see that they were, like, trying, you know? Like, mm. having his character be kind of, like, a shit and and actually showing that, like, actually revealing that. I could see that they're trying that kind of thing. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the news. Our first the story. News. I'm sure... Everybody has heard all about this, so I didn't want to make this... I don't want to cover this for too long, but we definitely should talk about it a little bit. Uh, this week, Redditors on the subreddit Wall Street Bets, including Vito on our very podcast, have uh, come together to invest money against uh, a bunch of short stocks on GameStop, and the end result is that the price is right... Risen from about eighty dollars on Monday to as high as four ninety. I in mean, the middle of the week, and I think closing. It, it came from a lot lower than than eighty. Eighty was like I, you caught it late. I mean, when I saw uh, it Monday morning, I saw eighty. I'm, I'm oh sure yeah, it was yeah. No, you're either. right as far as the time frame. But yeah, the the this started before. I mean, Friday it was at forty, and this had already started. I think this started like last week. I mean, okay, sure, you know, sure. Unless you I mean, the po- fucking my- value than it started last year. <clears throat> right. Well, sure. Uh, and I think closed out. What did it close out this week, Vito? Uh, it just closed out at like 325. So a lot of people are expecting that early next week. Um, it's going to skyrocket, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's an interesting story. Uh, there's a lot of political uh, stuff going on. Um Different uh, people weighing in, different opinions. You know, the, uh, the hedge fund managers speaking to the news um, seems to be making huge waves. Just in brief. Did you see that one uh, rich guy crying on live TV? Yeah, the old, <laughs> old guy. If, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd be imagine they're imagine targeting wealthy because... people. Just a way to target the rich people. I didn't even care about this at all, and I watched that whole interview with uh, Chamath. That was amazing. That was some of my favorite TV ever. Him just destroying that guy (laughs) in hedge funds. (laughs) Now, Vito, 
Could you explain this whole thing to us uh, simply, simply, simply and briefly uh, using an analogy of like a bowl of flickering apples? <laughs> no. I found one about monkeys. <laughs> I, I think would describe it a lot better. Yeah. Apes. Apes, not monkeys. <laughs> yeah, apes. <clears throat> well, let me just say it right now because I know we're all thinking it. When you know ascends to the outer reaches of the galaxy, I think he's required to buy a VR headset and put his money where his mouth is. And Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely, you know I'll be making some some purchases. So I'd like you know, to you say know the broken one campfire on budget this? all of a sudden is gonna skyrocket. Skyrocket, yeah. Lawrence. We're gonna be on yeah. Fox News and. CNBC Fox News. We're gonna be everywhere. Yeah, they, well, well, okay. Yeah, well, every, everywhere. You know, including them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm just we, saying you'd have to have a lot of money to be advertising net. on Fox News. That's all I was trying to say. Yeah, oh, right. I guess, yeah. 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 Watch out! Uh, there's. I heard there's a Super Bowl coming up. <laughs> yeah, we get. Yeah, I get some ad space. Uh, Budweiser's not in this year, yeah. so they're gonna need a big uh, ad. You gonna need it. Yeah, yeah, we'll be the replacement for Budweiser. All I gotta say is, uh, good for GameStop. Uh, not uh, really. They can go fuck I themselves. Fuck GameStop. GameStop. <laughs> yeah, fuck GameStop. Good for GameStop, everybody. That's the broken campfire unified no. opinion. No. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, the EU called for an investigation into the Switch Joy-Con after some 25,000 complaints. Uh, this <laughs> is an issue that uh, seems to be super common on the Switch that happens after like a year or two of use where the Joy-Cons start drifting to one end or another. Dude, um, I gotta say, I have a Switch. I play, I've played it a decent amount. I have. I bought it when it first came out. I have not changed my controllers once. I do not know what this drift thing is. And, but I hear about it a lot, but I, I'm just, I guess I'm one of the lucky few that this doesn't happen to. I've heard about yeah. this uh, a ton, yeah. I don't use There's been lawsuits up. here and there uh, that we've heard about over the last couple of years, but this is the significant for, like, the EU calling a formal investigation into it. I think in the uh, fall they're probably going to announce the uh, Switch Pro. <coughs> With new and improved steel reinforced <laughs> Joy Cons. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think the, hopefully they'll make it 4K. That'd be nice. Uh, who knows? I wouldn't bet on it. Wait, are you saying uh, that the the Switch being capable of like projecting 4K? Yeah. Well, you're saying like a okay. Switch Pro. Or, well, yeah, like they're, they're having a Switch Pro and it like being like up to date, I guess, with like the current gens. Okay. Because you know you could play Witcher Three on the Switch now, and it kind of looks like you're playing Clayman World or something like that. Right. Right. God, what was your? I mean, I guess if you have a Switch, and that's all you got. That's what you got. Yeah, man. You got so many other that. ways to play The Witcher. <laughs> like a laptop, <laughs> computer, a phone. Uh, so right, what do we got next. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh, Microsoft 
briefly announced that it had doubled the price for Xbox Live. Oh my god. I heard about this. $120 here? Yeah, they tried that. Uh, yes. Yes. Then the next day, they said, uh, sorry, never mind. Uh, and as a token of gamers, they said that all the upcoming free-to-play games will not require Xbox Live. Oh, so weird. And the thing is, like, they announced that they were they were increasing the price. Um, I think it was, like, rumored that they were increasing the price. Maybe they didn't announce the exact price just yet. And then... It was, yeah, it was literally double the price. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm saying, like, a timeline of events. And then... Um, Shit, it was the Microsoft's former vice president, Mark Yeber, I think his name is. Um, he like tweeted yeah, or something and he and he said like sure, he's like they should not be raising the price. They should probably make Xbox Live free and they should definitely and you know, try to get people into onto Game Pass. Um, you know, cuz that's their their successful pay model oh, right now and that right now. Yeah. And uh, they should make all free to play games free and like literally the next day that they did exactly that like very weird so andy you're you know you're you're a smart guy i trust your judgment red pill me on why you think they did this the real reason uh i have no idea uh oh fuck (laughs) i I mean counting on you i think that they've been trying to you know, create this. They were this, just trying to get people on that Game Pass Ultimate, man. Yeah, but they they've been trying to get you know goodwill for like the last you know a couple of years. They got Game Pass. They can you know yeah, all these free games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they so were they somebody to get rid of it. Yeah, but I think somebody had to be like, no, we're gonna increase. We got to increase Xbox Live. And I guess they tested the waters, and the reaction was just so fucking bad that they had. There were a lot of sharks in the waters about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, what I'm saying though, right? They had to be I mean, one of the biggest thing- negative reaction, right? Like you're raging the price, you're doubling it. It seems it just yeah, it all seems very weird. Yeah, like it seems well, like they an pro- expected they, they reaction. probably I bet their reaction might have been that the portion of people who actually have Xbox Live but and aren't getting it already through like Game Pass Ultimate or whatever, those people is a much smaller portion. Are they, they sorry? What I'm trying to say is that that group of people is small enough that they didn't expect them to wall like take the them. internet and and blow up. You know what I mean? Yeah, small I mean, pot of whales. I don't have like that like they're, like one of the it's, it's a weird move in the first place because if you know with Game Pass and everything that Microsoft's been saying over the last year and like even delaying Halo Infinite, I think Microsoft is doing like one of the things they're really building on is goodwill. You know what I mean? Like that that like that's important capital to them is like. The, the trust and like you know exactly game passes green cast is a great offer and whatnot so you know and that's I, all they have I think that, they don't have exclusives you know they don't have innovative so, technology so goodwill is what they what they're going for right now so I could totally see that somebody made this tried to make a decision that this would make them more money and underestimated the public backlash and then when they saw it trending on reddit and they saw it starting to blow up on the gaming outlets they were like fuck we cannot spin like this is wait like the money that we might gain from this is like not worth the burning the capital like the political capital we've been the pr capital rather that we've been building yeah i mean i haven't paid for xbox live in like probably 
a year and even then it was probably just for like a week but uh you know i'm like outraged i can't imagine paying 120 dollars just to access online what's the argument anyway for paying for online i think i think all of these xbox live playstation plus i think you should just get rid of all of those like i don't have to pay for internet on the pc you know i don't yeah have to, i, I don't th- have to, pay to access was, the internet rather i thought it was a little silly back in the day definitely now I don't feel like it should be. You know, I was able to justify service. it way back in the day because this was when PlayStation's internet service was free and Xbox Live you had to pay for. I remember back then as a kid, you know, that was expensive, but Xbox Live was just doing so many more things. Everyone was on Xbox Live. I mean, they just were supporting online games so much better than PlayStation. So I paid for it. But like now, I would I would never sure. pay for something like that. Like it doesn't. Sure. You know, at least back then, they were giving you. They were there were things you know they had, fucking summer of arcades and you know fun. I, I can't even justify any of those things. Steam one does versus all that 100. shit now. I mean, yeah, like oh, they had yeah that's a better example. Like one versus a hundred. They had certain things that you got for signing up, but um, even, even that doesn't justify it. Yeah. You have to I got you guys. You shouldn't have to pay for online. You definitely shouldn't have to pay for free-to-play games. I'm glad they got rid of that for the people yeah, who do sure. have Xbox Live. Or, yeah. And other uh, weird news, I guess. Blizzard absorbs Vicarious Visions, the team behind the uh, much-acclaimed Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. Uh, and in that process we also discovered that a Diablo 2 remake is coming okay uh, so I guess it, people have mixed feelings about this because people really like the work that Vicarious Visions has done um, and uh, Blizzard has a uh, I, I guess uh, tainted isn't quite the word but maybe a no that's a perfect word andy that's actually the greatest (laughs) word you could use okay so i'll say i got greg's permission as a a big uh fan of blizzard products (laughs) the resident blizzard i I was allowed to say say i was raised on blizzard products (laughs) the big blizzard so yes uh (laughs) people are worried about this team being tainted by their association with blizzard i Um, loved you blizzard and uh also and this news I should say is coming from Schreier, Jason Schreier, and uh, the classic team at Blizzard was quietly dismantled last fall. Yeah, so the whole team thing is kind of confusing, but like, so originally, like, Team One and Classic Team were like two different teams, and then Classic Team became Team One or something, and then <laughs> like they're they're the team that was working on. Uh, Starcraft 2 and Heroes of the Storm and uh, stuff. And now they're gone. She. Who will remain? So I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, I'm not really that, that pumped. Is anybody here like a Diablo person? Diablo Hell 2? No, no I mean, I'm not. Diablo I... 2. I actually embarrassed Diablo so badly that I can't play that game. I'm not allowed to play Diablo games. Oh, I see. <laughs> I gotta play the. Uh, I, I, lay, I the land uh, Diablo two with my friends and shit. Oh, okay. 
That's cool. I, I still gotta play that, but I got I gotta play the Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remake so that I can be uh, properly uh, frustrated at this. You know? Hell yeah! I'm planning to play that. I need to play it so I can get mad at Blizzard. Hell yeah, dude! All right, all right. What's next? Uh, oh, all right. I guess oh, it's all just God, weird, is... weird news today. <laughs> Uh, Fallout the Frontier, a New Vegas mod, has been hidden on Nexus after uh, one of the developer's problematic cartoon drawings come to light. Um, uh, one of them cartoon drawings? And I wanted, cartoon to, drawings. I wanted to point this out, not just because that's reprehensible, uh, but uh, also... It's weird. I was reading a lot of people talking about this. Uh, you can't really see this in the link I posted, unfortunately. It's not a great one. Unfortunately, um, it's weird just uh, how sexual a lot of these mod- total conversion mods are, is what people say. It's like... It's not that weird. If you look into, like, uh, there are some people talking about it. Um, it's a long screenshot it's from discord and stuff of like other developers criticizing it but like the, even that mods content is apparently highly problematic but uh i don't know it's weird to see this in games and i hate that our subculture is associated with a sphere of folk who uh enable and are into that kind of thing what was the draw uh, do we know what the I, I guess was? i i guess I guess I'm annoyed because I've heard about this mod and was like always in a good context of like, oh yeah, maybe one day if I put it in, I guess I'll try it. But like, you hear that it's got like all these like weird uh, pedophilic uh, undertones uh, with like young female characters and that kind of thing. It's like, God, like, what a thing to just put into a thing and then release out into the world and then think that's okay. And then to have a bunch of like simps fucking playing it and then posting about how cool the total conversion mod is because it's new. New Vegas quests without like actually engaging with what they're doing. That's insanity. Yeah, that's gross. All right, uh, and good news: Lego Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> Skywalker Saga. It's going to have three hundred playable characters, including <laughs> guys. If you ain't sitting mm. down. I'm gonna need y'all to take a seat. All right. Want y'all Wait, want butts, and, butts and seats? I'm Wait, laying I'm a- down for this. All right, yeah. uh, fan favorite Babu Frick. Oh, AKA baby, baby fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I resisted it so hard, that? just not not reading straight the line I had there. But we, we, is we'll that the little goblin ourselves. thing, the, the, or the yeah. goblin dog? It kind of reminds little, me of my dog, little dude from Rise of Skywalker. Oh, cool. I guess. I don't know what the hell people. I don't, I've never. I, I didn't know that Babu Frick was like a a, a pole, I, like a I, like a a draw. Hell yeah, dude! I never heard about that until. I never heard about that until just now. I know me and Knoxville were gonna be super excited for that. We like Lego Star Wars. We like I mean, Lego, Lego games. Star Wars is good. Yeah, we like Lego games. Be fun. Yeah, I mean, I, me and Flash have played some of the Lego Star Wars games. Um, they, they are fun. 
Um, I'll be. Knoxville played. Uh, I always felt like uh, those games, like I've seen them coming up, like new ones every now and then. I always felt like whenever I saw a video of it, I was like, "Man, this game just it does not age." And sorry, that's that's actually saying it in a very much nicer way than I mean. What I mean to say is, this game is not adapting; it's not evolving. Evolving uh, is the word. It's just the same. This game thing. is not really yeah. evolving. It just. It's just every time I see it, it's like, oh, that's the same game I played like 15 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. They're supposed to be very uh, accessible, simple games. So, yeah. you know, what can you do? They're they're you know they're fun for everybody, and if they're fun for everybody, they have to kind of stay the same. Stay the Yeah, I, I get that. I'm not I'm not trying to knock the game. It's just no. You know, I love I loved the time I spent in the game, but that's like my big thing against maybe playing a new one yeah every time i see gameplay i'm like yeah i remember that you know like it, right. it's fun enough but it, it's not enticing me to want to play more necessarily right but bobby frick though maybe oh, yeah for sure maybe well, i mean three <clears throat> i feel like having Babu frick in the title just kind of a takes away from the fact like 300 playable characters that's <laughs> yeah that's insane. i don't know how many there no, were in the other star crazy. lego star wars games but there i mean there were a lot but i think it was more than i'm sure there were like a lot under 100 so this yeah is like 50 madness. maybe yeah that's i was thinking like 50 60 but yeah Ooh, um, there was like 100 characters in the uh, lego jurassic park game how does that even that that's probably that's I, I was just wondering that myself i mean that's Every every person in this and in, in that appears in those movies with the lightsaber, you know they're in the game. Yeah. Then um, I thought you were talking about Jurassic uh, a lot Park. of them. A no. lot of them are just the the same character with different clothes. Right. Like I bet you have like three three versions of Anakin at least. You know, for mm-hmm. the different phases of Anakin. All the different Goku's. Yeah. Right. And keep in mind, every background character in the Star Wars films has a name and a backstory, so it's not that surprising be, that they, they could, could just pull right. all of them in, I guess. <clears throat> I wonder if this kind of thing happening because of design reasons, like, oh, we've, we want to pack 300 characters into Hero, for it's more like COVID reasons, where you know, the art department, for some reason, can only <laughs> just, work a quarter of as fast as normal, but then you have people who are getting paid who need work, so they just keep making characters. They just until kept the going, art, you know. Yeah, that would be fun. I, I wonder. I wonder if we're going to see games packed in like weird ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder how uh, Babu Frick is going to be playable because he's like he's tiny compared to everybody else. Is he just going? Are you just going to be controlling a tiny little dude? Maybe he could fit in your pocket. He's like he's the, he's the size of Pocket Obi Wan. I mean, if they made if they made tiny him, you know, there's probably a bunch of other tiny characters, you know. Right. Wait a or fucking second. <clears throat> Is Babu Frick connected to the tiny Obi Wan theory? Oh shit. Uh, yes. I just realized Babu Frick that. Frick is tiny Obi Wan. We got to investigate that after the podcast. Yeah, I think that's why when he gets old, you know, he like shrinks, kind of. You know, it's like a Yoda thing. Could Babu Frick? become more powerful than we could possibly Wait, but what imagine? if babu frick is uh, actually like a tiny uh wookie like a tiny chewbacca yeah what if yeah. 
What if yeah, that? What if? Any, yeah. Anyway. I don't know anything about yeah, Star Wars, that? guys. I'm sorry. I just saw a screenshot <laughs> yeah. of the guy. Yeah, what if? Uh, uh, speaking hey, what of if? Star Wars, Maybe the fun. next Tomb Raider game is going to merge the classic and reboot timelines. Yeah, Have I saw you guys, that. Uh, what is played that? Them? What? I don't know if we know much more than that. Than what I just said. So we're going to have... Gem, 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 Get the street. We're gonna okay. have, we're gonna have Laura Croft and Angelina Jolie in this thing. I think that's what yes. it means. Perfect, Vito. Oh, hot damn! Have you guys played the uh, <laughs> my, two murder games? I haven't, but my favorite, um, nope. my favorite comment I saw about this was something along the lines of. Uh, I hope that classic Laura Croft teaches prime Laura Croft how to dual wield. <laughs> Does she never yeah. do any of the new games? Oh, Probably no. not. Oh, no. She just uses a bow and strings people up by the neck and kills them. Yeah. Well, wow, dude. Listen, I played the, the one of the newer ones. I played all of them, but I think I played it and I streamed it. Dude, you just fucking... It's like Rambo. You just snap and yeah. you fucking cheat oh, kills. Yeah. Fucking kills everyone. That's Lara Croft, you know. Tomb Raider. She... I raided a few tombs. I only played some of the... You know, what it's, what's it called? The first reboot one. First one? Yeah. I was kind of bored. A little bit Yeah. Um, they're... They're decent. But I, I get that. I definitely get that. Alright, um... Quick reminder, fellas, I've talked about this several times. Yakuza 3 to 5 are now in Game Pass. Check out that series of video games. No. Uh, and they are also... And Vito, and Vito, I don't even want you to talk this segment. They are also on Steam. What? For, for, for 40 bucks. Vito's got the heart of a Yakuza. I know Doing he does. Yakuza's... I just don't want to play... You guys have been talking about it over and over again. I want to play... I want to have different things to talk about. People are bored of Yakuza. If you don't want to hear a Yakuza anymore. Well, if you're bored of Yakuza, hey, you, know, you just need to get out. Yeah, play games for you. You know that, right? No, I, I'm selfless. I'm selfless, all right? I do things for for viewers. I care Seems about them. Grand. So I refuse to watch Star Trek. I refuse to play Disco Elysium. <laughs> all for them, wow, huh? What a hero. Yeah. It's not because yeah, I don't want to read. Right. It's because... Well, I hope that Tencent puts some of their many billions of dollars they're acquiring you, pal. Oh, shit. Wait, are they uh, going to acquire yeah. Vito? Well, if you yeah, believe some of the reports, uh, apparently Tencent has its eyes on some of the biggest uh, U.S. gaming publishers, uh, naming, or namely Electronic Arts and Take-Two Interactive. Uh but I should say this, you know, I haven't really seen this reported a whole lot of places, and it seems to be kind of preliminary. You know, we'll see if any moves happen on that, but uh, interesting nonetheless, right? Yeah, even without uh, that, like, even without having acquired those big companies yet, if you just look at a list of all the different pies that Tencent has their fingers in, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's like scary. It would be scary for any company, you know? But it's just scary oh, yeah. to look at. You know, I'm not a smart legal mind, but I almost wonder if, like, the U.S. government 
would step in to intervene in the case where uh, yeah, say sorry, a Chinese co- a Chinese company was trying to buy a twenty or forty billion dollar market cap United States company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But hey, <clears throat> fellas, that's all I got. That's the end of the show as hey, far Andy. as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's some good news, bud. That was some good you. news, Andy. Oh, God. Was some good. Good. And you know what? It really was news. It was new to me, a lot of that. That was news. That hey, was new news. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you guys appreciated that. That's a fact. You know, sometimes you phone in a little, you know? You know what I'm talking about. You know? I definitely I'm never you know, I'm glad in. you said it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like a I lot def- of the what episode is this? I think it's like forty four. That's like episode 44? seventeen or something. Like forty three out of the forty four episodes you just phoned in. But today I wanna say you came out guns yeah. blazing. Yeah, baby fuck. Had, I mean that was a fucking Dude, stellar, the baby fuck dude. Uh, yeah, I'm still laughing about that one. You lost me when you hey. were doing your round table, but Look. other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what guys, I'm I'll admit I'll admit I'm vibing today, but I'll tell you what, I put in a hundred and twenty percent effort every time I'm in front of this microphone. And that includes on and off air. Alright? That includes when we're just chilling. I'm always on it. <laughs> uh, you guys I, you guys I, I you guys show. don't even you guys don't even know seventy percent Andy. That's the Andy. That's the Andy at work. I, I know seventy percent Andy. That's Rainbow Six Siege <laughs> Andy. Oh no! That's no. Actually, that's actually true. With with Siege, sometimes I just get into a trance where I'm not even. I'm not even thinking. I'm just. You're not even talking. I, I know. And I have. Oh, I know. And I have to like. I. It no. It, it happens. And I have to like break myself out of it and be like. It's All funny right, what because am I doing? And it's it's the most competitive game we own and play. It's like. The most serious game, and you just like zone out. I love it. Honestly, hey, I, <laughs> I you know I hey I have a lot of good rounds. I get some MVPs. Oh no, um, yeah, you definitely yeah, but definitely uh, glaze over. That we definitely get seventy percent, Andy. That's all. That's all. I, I need somebody to dump some water over my head. You know. Yeah. Well, this podcast never get released anyway because my audio is so fucked up. That's true. Yeah. We'll release what do you it as a, next time, a bonus on our Patreon. They'll replace my my vocal track with the Microsoft Sam track. Yeah, I'll just have an AI study all the podcasts, and then you all have a version of you that I can actually use. Oh yeah, it will like learn us, learn yeah. us all, learn you. I'm not doing it to anybody else, just you. Yeah. Speaking of seventy percent, Andy, I'd be down for some siege after this. No fucking. But let's way, end dude. up. Let's wrap up the podcast first by telling our listeners to please email us at brokencampfire at gmail dot com. That's brokencampfire at gmail dot com. Little at symbol. That's what he's saying. Little at symbol. Just in case you're typing in the word at. You know that must be what's happening. And to close us out, to send us home, to bring us out to the end of your podcast where the ticker hits the zero mark it's everybody oh say my uh, tongue twister it's a- at the same time over and over again Vito your tongue twister sucks I'm gonna say it 
by the sea. No, 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 no. Uh, my my the, tongue twisted. The, the, the myth of Mrs. Sisyphus Syphilis. The myth of Mrs. Sisyphus Syphilis. The myth of Mrs. Sisyphus Syphilis. Syphilis. I don't think you're doing it. Wait a second. We got Andy at 120% today, and Xbox Live was supposed to cost $120. Then they reversed that decision, and now Xbox Live is going to be free. And 120% of the, from the now GameStop on, we're going to get 0% yeah, shorted. He's going to be dead on uh, air. I'm just telling you to follow the money. That's all I'm saying, bro. Just follow the money. 